Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is episode 84 of the Mighty Distraction Pieces podcast and we are joined this week by the mighty Saul Williams. A lot of you have requested this for a long time, a lot of you are crazy hyped for this so trust me it's a good one. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all the love for last week's episode as well with Jim Smallman of Progress Wrestling that went down an absolute treat. It's kind of interesting because I'd say the last three really have been names that haven't been huge names, but have had huge reactions because we had had Jason Reed from Leap Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, and that went down amazing and got probably the most coverage that we've ever had for an episode because it was such um, captivating uh, topics and conversation and information. And then we had Kieran Gillen and Jamie and McKelvey, the the creators of The Wicked and the Divine, uh, Phonogram, and loads of other amazing comic books. And then we had Jim Smallman of progress wrestling and it's great that all three aren't the biggest of names but all three have got huge reactions from their individual communities so the wrestling community the comic book community and let's face it the stoner community but also from all over the place everywhere else as well because it's been just great seeing so so many people just being oh you know i had numerous ones on last week's one saying i'm not actually into wrestling but i gave it a listen and it was a great a great chat so yeah that went down well. Um, before we get to Saul, I've had a massive thing happen since the last podcast. Um, we've announced a new a new act on Speech Development Records. Um, the King Blues are back. The King Blues um, were, have been a favourite band of mine for a long time. They split up f- four years ago. It was all highly publicised and kind of brutal. And they've just decided to come back with a new record. And they hit me up to to put it out on speech development records and i mean i'm recording this intro at the end of the week so the video has just gone up but what i can tell you is in the first two hours of the video going up it's it's it's, it's, it's their first single off this this new record it's called off with their heads and it was directed by me and thomas coles who directed who've worked on everything from introduction to you will see me all all, all our videos in between with uh we've worked together on so yeah so we've done this this video and in the first two hours it's had over thirty thousand views and when we tried to do one of them paid promoted a facebook posts it was declined because the song is seen to have threatening language now not swear words not any of this threatening language which is great because itch is back itch is the is the front man of the king blues and he's back with these incendiary lyrics attacking our government attacking big business and bankers and everything and it's yeah it's kind of exciting that <laughs> they've found that his language is too is too much for them to allow paid shares but it's still up there and the people are just sh- sharing it like crazy so as i said in the first two hours thirty thousand views on facebook and a thousand or two on on youtube so I'm imagining that's going to grow and grow and grow. So welcome the King Blues. And you can head over to speechdevelopmentrecords.com and order the EP. Um, EP is not an EP. It's a, it, a, a seven-track record. I think that feels more than an EP and maybe l- less than an album, but maybe an album. But the seven-track record, and it, it's on c- CD, and that comes out February 26th. Don't tell anyone, but if we get them in early from the manufacturer... It'll be coming out earlier in Speech Development Record Store because why would we sit about? Official release date is February 26th. Get your orders in. You might get a surprise. Um, And then, obviously, there's a delay on these things, but April 
is the release date for the blood red vinyl um and it looks beautiful so check that out and it's it's a crazy one because the video came out on the friday it was less than two weeks before that that itch even approached me and, and sent me the record and it was one of these crazy quick manic ram sh- shackle things where it was like look we've got this record we're about to go on tour an arena tour with enter shikari we were just going to do it as a digital thing would you like to, to to do the physical and i listened to it and i was blown away and i was like yeah let's make this happen so it's been two manic weeks of getting artwork sorted everything sorted so that they can have some cds to sell on tour ahead of the official release date so the vinyl's on its way and also they weren't going to do a music video and anyone who knows my kind of career you, you'll know that i'm a massive fan of of good music videos you know i think they can be an essential part not just of of of, of promotion of part of the art do you know what i mean like you will see me and stunner and introduction all the video kind of as much effort and and passion and, and and thought has gone into the video as it did into the lyrics in the first place and the song in the first place so we kind of arranged a video and shot a video and i spent days editing the video um i had one night i got in we shot it on the monday night i got in at midnight i got to bed about half midnight a half past midnight um i had a weird dream um actually it involved tom who who co-directed the video and i woke up at four and i tried to get back to sleep till six and then at six i just went fuck it i'm gonna go and and start editing this video so i got a first edit done that day just spent hours and hours on it going through all the amazing footage um mark who shot it all was absolutely amazing just so much good footage to try and fit into this three minutes of of passion so yeah we did that and it's out now and in in between that on the day off from editing so i was editing all tuesday on the wednesday i went and talked to mr saul williams and it was incredibly fun and inspirational he's as as a lot of you will know he's a very intelligent and and uh, and thoughtful and and yeah just a great guy a very conscious guy so yeah that's what this podcast is um i'm uh, apologies for for further long intro but i'm excited because there's a new band on the label and i said they're on tour now um as this podcast goes out i think this might be the day that they start the tour with enter shikari but yeah please go and I watch the video for free and then if you like that download the record on itunes or buy the i said pre-order the cd of or vinyl the blood red vinyl god damn it i love doing special vinyl we did gold vinyl for sage we did like this midnight blue kind of vinyl for dolan that if you look at it in one light it looks black and then if you kind of angle it you get this amazing blue glow it's crazy um and blood red seemed appropriate for an album called off with their heads that the artwork by an amazing young lady called Brittany um was is is david cameron's head um and off with her head is written in his blood so yeah you can get the idea of the themes there but yeah go and listen to that track for free or watch the video at facebook.com slash king blues i've posted it a hell of a lot as well it's also on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Pip. So check the video out if you like it. Maybe go and, uh, uh, and and catch them on tour or get involved with the CDs or vinyl or downloads or whatever you fancy, my friends. Saul Williams was amazing. It was great because we'd been arranging this chat for about a month and we'd been keeping quiet about it. And it was so, so good that as it got closer and people learnt he was in the UK, and we were both getting so many tweets 
about, oh, he should be on the distraction piece, he should be on the distraction piece. And we kind of smiled quietly to ourselves about the fact that was about to happen and it was already down. And, as you know, sometimes there's a two, three-week gap between the interview and it going up. But with this one, because his new record's just out and it's this amazing project that's going to be on, ongoing, as we'll discuss in the podcast, I felt it was exciting and important to get out straight away. And I know you guys are chomping at a bit to hear it, so I'm going to shut up. And uh, this is episode 84 with Saul Williams. This piece of fiction is the intro to distraction. This piece of fiction is the intro to distraction. This piece of fiction is the intro to distraction. This piece of fiction is the intro to distraction. If you're good, we'll jump into it. Let's do it. Let's go. So I am joined by Saul Williams. How are you doing, man? Excellent. It's great to have you here. It's a pleasure to it's, be here. It's been a while. We've, like, we've chatted a few times in... I, I remember once in, in South by Southwest, yep. we did something for MTV, um, and it was a good chat. And there's weird, because there's a quote I've used that you said. I'm not sure if it, if, if it was even when we were recording or when we I were just know. talking. It? <laughs> and it's, it's, stuck, it's stuck with me. I just remember... I hadn't had, had anyone kind of just put it so b- b- bluntly before, and you kind of just said to me, like we were discussing music and... Um, the development of, of spoken word and that all becoming a bigger scene, and you just kind of quite bluntly put it that you you don't feel you have, or your your loyalty isn't to the underground; it's to your music and to your art and to your cr- a creation, rather than oh, do you know what I mean? I need to be this credible underground artist. It's like no, if if your art gets a bigger audience, that's a good thing. You, like you sh- you shouldn't feel ashamed of that. And I always kind of yeah, that's funny. That's that. funny because now you know. So that was what ten years ago. Yeah. And that's funny because I feel like this this strong loyalty to the underground. Yeah, it's perfect. It's, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's come it full circle. Yeah, you know. It's great because, it, it, again, and it is one of them, particularly with all careers with longevity, it's always the balance of that, I think, because mm-hmm. there's people like yourself and Sage. And, again, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have, have seen it in, in, in many ways with my career. You'll always – you realise that it's that core fan base – that yeah. that are always there and that are or, or, or not even not 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 necessarily always going to like whatever you do but are always going to be open to it right and that's just so key and that even that core expands though yeah. you know um it's 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 all moving parts and i know that for me um i've had to coax myself out of different comfort zones at different times yeah and so on one hand like when we spoke then let's say you know yeah there was something in me that that made me feel like you know uh but this ain't for the underground this here is for the sun yeah yeah, you know a seed a stranger gave to me and planted on my tongue and now i think more in terms of the fact that you know when i listen to a lot of of course there's there's tons of, of genres and ideas and sounds floating around and and they all have their respective undergrounds yeah 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 you know um, but I found that I am consistently fed by the underground, whether that's as a cinephile, you know, who's uh, who's going around seeking out, you know, whatever, uh, Sean Baker or, or, or you know, Pasolini films yeah. or, 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 you know, Chris Marker films or Tarkovsky films or Cassavetti's film. Like, I'm interested in these things that, you know, are not necessarily being mass distributed by... Um, you know the powers that be to you know to to 
to propagate some idea or yeah. some big budget formulaic approach to narrative. I'm interested in seeking out the nuances of narrative, right? So that's and, and it's the beauty yeah. because it's I mean often with things like that it's not as 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 easily fed to you. You know the beauty there is it's normally one person's vision rather than. Uh, um, a, a, a marketing plan. Well, so well, that's the thing. That can be like, good yeah. and bad. There well, can be points in, like, in, in so much well, I mean, cinema that can go I mean, too indulgent. But... It's huge. When you look at cinema, for example, stuff coming out of Hollywood where you have films, you know, there's a director's name attached, but these films are often made by committee. Yeah, yeah, you know? completely. And so you see the French or, or others will talk about the auteur, yeah. you know, someone who's writing and directing a vision that they have and you have producers that make it their business to say, I really want to see what this director's vision yeah. is. And there's also that in music. Um, there's also that in literature, so to speak. Um, there are, you know, there's tons of references that, that I've learned, you know, just through communicating with cool people yeah. who are like, what? You never saw that. You never read that. You yeah. never heard that. You got to check that. You need to hear that, you know, all this stuff. And, um, and those things keeps it, keep expanding and and i guess that's the thing that makes me say today wow yeah you know if you think of this place where seeds grow where ideas grow um that deep dark rich soil that needs to be nurtured and the things that you know that can happen in those dark spaces it makes me say yeah yeah the underground and i guess i say that in a time where you know there's so much like the voice and idol and all of these things that are yeah. about you know these like microwave like zooming out of the underground and give me my 15 minutes yeah and that sort of like you know in my sense almost a profane sense of celebrity worship where entertainment is so aligned with escapism it makes me you know really appreciate the underground the mysterious the dark the edgy um the 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 counter culture you know all of you that see, yeah. the the beauty of the timing of it is as, as well though is that all this is happening at the same time that also technology has progressed in a way mm. that the underground can have a worldwide audience and a worldwide reach and acclaim. There yeah. was a point that the underground would have to kind of potentially choose if they're going to dance with the mainstream or not to get yeah. their stuff out there. Whereas now you can go, no, this is what it is. If if it's not not welcomed in this format, then yeah. it will be what it is yeah. online and it will be, you know, exactly. it can reach out there exactly. in that way still. Exactly. You still have naysayers who are like, you have to do it this way and you have tons of people who are like, no, nah, I can do it this way and yeah. you know what, I'll distribute it myself. Or, I mean, or you can liken it to like a relationship to the dark web, yeah. you know, where we're using the surface web and, and, it, and it's so little of what's possible for yeah. those of us who are not necessarily coding and, and, you know, like really seeing what's beneath all of this stuff and what we can actually do and how we can actually communicate and, uh, and bring new levels to communication. There's there's a lot available to us. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's fascinating to, to think about things like that. That coding and stuff like that should, or in the future, will no doubt be an essential part of our children's education, and not in a nerdy kind of oh, I can do stuff with computers way, yeah. but in a in a freedom way. Because if yeah. you know if if you exactly. if you learn and understand these things, it will give you that further reach and that greater depth exactly. to be able to to exactly. go wherever you want, rather than just here's Google. Yeah, these are that's the your tools. world, Google and Facebook. Yeah. yeah, these are new tools like learning how to drive and, and you know going from horses to cars or something like. Yeah, yeah, there comes a time where it's like the new standard is reached, so that even the new definition of literacy are those who are and are not capable of working a computer. Yeah, yeah, really, you know, it's, and it, it, yeah. it is a fascinating a, a, a balance because the internet and computers and technology 
should be a huge tool in aiding us progress and make huge progression mm. and jumps. But there's also that fine line between regressing into a laziness. And it's a tough one for me because I think there are certain things that if we've found ways of not needing to have this anymore, then that doesn't ne- not necessarily bad thing. I'm not saying particularly spelling or things like that because that's right. what people get angry about a lot. Right. But there's certain things that language develops. It has always de- developed throughout history. Mm-hmm. If part of that development is through technology, then the focus should be on harnessing that technology and using it in creative ways rather than saying your spelling's gone bad. Well, I mean, it's course, a fine balance, yeah. right? I mean, we, we don't necessarily want to get caught up in the petty, but the thing that, that really, you know, the, the most recent epiphany for me has been how the sort of interconnectedness that we now achieve through, you know, socials and, and, and all of this ability that we have to connect with each other around the world. Um, it, makes me think of like the sort of movement that happened through drug drug culture in the 60s yeah you know where once again you had this like newly forged connection that people felt to the unsaid to the unknown that that but that made them look at each other and go yo fuck the system like and with no preconceived yeah. ideas of the negativity of drugs are bad, drugs are yeah, good, yeah, yeah. vice versa. Just exactly. like this is a thing that's new. Exactly. Let's let's look at it openly. Yeah. But but you know this whole like you know turn up tune up <laughs> tune yeah. out yeah, 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 all yeah. this stuff you know and and where that led you'd think of the like the social movements in France in the sixties globally in the sixties you know you look at all the different social movements that occurred and the thing that like the youth movements had in common it was this new exploration that was kind of charging them and realizing helping them realize their connectedness to humanity and the greater whole and the shamanic whole and all this stuff. And now, once again, we have this virtual connection. Once again, there's a threat of social movements Mm -hmm. from the Arab Spring to Occupy to to Anonymous and WikiLeaks to Black Lives Matter to all this stuff, you know, like the the electronic Syrian army. There's the, you know, like there's there's all this stuff where now we have the ability to connect again. Mm. And yeah, we could also talk about addiction. We could also talk about all of these things yeah. that, that, that come about through the connection. You see a lot of people revealing and exposing parts of themselves that may embarrass you as someone who observes it. Like, well, yeah. why would they say that? You know, th- there's, but again, <laughs> there's it's, so it's, much. It's yeah. a fascinating thing that if we can can look at with an unbiased mind. It's amazing. I had um, a doctor on the podcast a while ago, Dr. Susie Gage, and she, and she was talking about studies recently where – Psychiatrists have been using MDMA in mm. therapy sessions um, for people with with different variations of, of post traumatic stress. Because yeah. if you take away the social nature of yeah. people peeled up or whatever else, the fact is this particular drug in its pure form generally makes people just relaxed and spill their heart out until so, their deepest yeah. darkest secrets. But because we've got this taboo of it's these illegal yeah. drugs, it's dark. Whereas these doctors have gone, wait. We can, we can use, use this. this for people who are struggling to talk about issues they've been through and not saying take it all the time and you'll no, be the same no, person. No, no. Like in therapy, in a, in therapy, but in a controlled session. Well, well, I had a, uh, I mean, two things. One, I, I came across that story as well. Um, yeah. But what's crazy to me is that when I first heard of MDMA, I heard that it was first used by therapists for yeah. couples counseling. Yeah. So I thought I was already of the understanding or of the idea that it came from counseling first and then reached the streets in yeah. the same way that uh, LSD came from uh, research laboratories at like Harvard and what have you. Yeah. And um, and yeah, these things 
yeah, they can, of course, aid and, and in the same way that we pull from it. I remember uh, the producer, one of the producers of, of Slam actually was the founder of High Times Magazine. And he uh, brought me along for an interview with Timothy Leary that he did right mm-hmm. before he died. And Timothy Leary was asked, you know, if you had one thing that you regret, what do you regret? And he said, I popularized the drug. I didn't popularize the culture that it came from. Yeah. Which and and in those shaman shamanistic uh, cultures, they would take those drugs maybe two to three times in their lifetime. Yeah, as parts of a rites of passage. Yeah, and now I'm looking at you know the party usage of this thing, and I'm like, wow, you might have gotten so much more if you realize its relationship to a, a rites of passage, and you did it, you know, as you entered adulthood and and left it there yeah, and complete notes. And, more yeah. more and more people going um, and doing um, ayahuasca right. um, experiences and things like that, where it is a, sh- a shaman yeah. thing. Is a, it's not yeah. a, well, we're going to get off our face every weekend or let our hair down. It's like, no. Right. And like my experiences, I personally don't do any, any drugs anymore, mm-hmm. but I've, I've experienced stuff in the past and I feel that the, the LSD is a drug that changed me permanently. Mm-hmm. Not in a, I'm damaged, in a, I realised some stuff. It opened my mind in certain right. ways, and then I felt I can walk away from this now. Ooh. I've got what I need from it, exactly. rather than exactly. I'm addicted. Or again, the constant a use of the term addiction, which is such a, a loose term. That's you can be addicted to podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. be addicted to absolutely anything. There isn't yep. any physical addiction to most of the drugs that are are illegal. So it's this it's these weird yep. terms and, and phrases. Um, on the technology front again, is it, it seems to be something that you enthusiastically embrace at this point and particularly mm-hmm. with um your s- sixth album now i believe fifth. um a, f- a fifth um yep. a martyr loser king it's kind of it, it you, you I, it's it's seen it's, it's a it's a multimedia project as such mm-hmm. so i talk about the kind of concept behind it all and the approach and what your your plans and ideas are with it in the modern way of, of releasing, of putting together a record, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's many layers to it. Like you said, it's a multimedia project. It's an album, a graphic novel, and was originally conceived also as a play, a musical. And mm-hmm. that play, the performance aspect, is now is slowly being transformed into a film idea. Yeah. Um, so in a nutshell, it's that. And story-wise, it's the story of a hacker. Um, that lives in Burundi, and and uh, and the thing about the Great Lakes region of, of Central Africa, particularly the Congo, but neighboring countries as well, where deposits of uh, coltan, cobalt, and many precious minerals are, um, is this sense that maybe eighty percent of the resources needed for the technology that we are dependent on yeah. will come from there. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we think in terms of technology and progression and evolution, to me, it doesn't fully qualify as evolution if we're using old world exploitation strategies in order to create new world technologically, technological advances. Yeah, and, If it's and, a technological advance, it should actually, you know, find a way to be advanced also at the root. I was going to say, and very much taking <laughs> yeah. it away, as you, as, yeah. as you said, going to the the root of this and going, right, that's ours now, because you're not kind of developed enough for this this right. technology. And well, that's... there's a long history to that. Yeah, and that, and of that course. stems from supremacy and, and all of these different erroneous notions that we're finding the courage, the strength, the ability to articulate again and again for centuries now. And, um, and, and some people are finally starting to realize, wait a second, you know, if we are going to evolve humanity, 
if you are going to evolve the idea of democracy, if yeah. you are going to evolve the idea of a free market, of capitalism, of, of, of socialism, um, the, if you are going to evolve beyond the everyday violence, the violence inflicted um, not only physically but also economically, um, resource-wise, and the history of that as relates to um, gold, copper, iron, plutonium, cobalt, coltan, rubber, sugar, coffee, chocolate, all of these things that we have become dependent on globally and have their roots in terms of places where they come from and there is a way in which those people where we, who we take those things from um, have been treated for yeah. centuries. Yeah. Um, we have to find a way to transcend that. And yeah. it's also an age of transparency. And of course, the beautiful thing about, about, you know, this connection that we have and our ability to share information the way we do is that we've been able to force the hand of transparency. First, we see it, you know, like with governments through, through organizations like WikiLeaks and, and Anonymous, sure. people like Chelsea yeah, Manning and Aaron Schwartz and, and Edward Snowden. And there's so many other whistleblowers who we see being punished by the powers that be, but who have given information that those same governments went ahead and apologized for and changed laws for and admitted that they were doing these things yeah. which they can admit were against the law but they're still punishing yeah. <laughs> you know they can admit they're against yeah. the law but it was yeah. also against the law to reveal that they were doing stuff that's yeah. against the law that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's the that's the trouble of having lawmakers yeah 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 well, <laughs> if, course, if they're the know. lawmakers then it's like well there's always people looking for loopholes, you know, and, and and of course the flip side of that is as musicians you and I both know that ironically, you know, hackers and, and people from this world who love music, who are inspired by music, yeah. some of the first people to suffer from this explosion were musicians. Yeah. As yeah, yeah, yeah. As albums were, you know, and of course we could root along perhaps as the industry was forced to suffer as we knew we weren't getting our fair share. Yeah. But on the other hand, you know, I think a lot of musicians are like, wow, you know, what's what's the use in selling an album anymore? When, I mean, that's kind yeah. of the, the beauty of, of being able to approach these things as an artist rather than as a business in many ways is mm -hmm. you can go, right, this change is coming and happening. Yeah. This is, this, you know, cool. You yeah. know, what can we do with this? Where's yeah. the benefits? How can we use this to benefit what we're doing and to, and to em embrace it rather exactly. than to panic and go, yeah. Oh shit! How can we hold on to this a bit longer and stop yeah. this, this going away? It's, it's finding that balance and that engagement and that interaction. Um, it's fascinating that it's it's looking at the at the 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 way that technology or, or technologies our relationship with our supposed first world and third world um, a relationship through te a technology because as you say, if you look through the history of most valuable things. We should be the third world, and and, oh, yeah. and these I mean, and so these these, these, these countries in, in in poverty are the ones that they should have. Those are the richest. Countries if it wasn't for the, the empires and so on and so forth, this is where it all comes from. Well, yeah, those be. are the richest countries in the world. Yeah, and and you know the church is one of the original startups. Yeah, you know technology yeah. did not start with like plutonium and titanium. You yeah. know, and 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 these circuit boards like the church is the original startup. I mean, and we're all still observing life through the Catholic browser. Every single one of us. Why? Because today is what? What's today's date? I don't know. When whenever this thing airs, it's yeah, that it date. It is next week, and, but yep, yeah. And the year is twenty sixteen. Yeah. Meaning it's two thousand sixteen years since the death of whom? Since the birth of whom? Who yeah. made that the calendar? Yeah. 
you know, the lunar calendar of, you know, of Judaic text or of, of, of uh, you know, of, of, of Chinese, of the Mayans, they say something different. Like, we know that wasn't the beginning of time, but yeah. they gave us a calendar, which is a grid, and that is the browser. That is, like, we're still on, like, Catholic Chrome, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, in it's, terms of how we look at and see through the world, and that forges the boxes that we see through, and 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 so then thinking outside of that box, and not also thinking outside of that box, because in the right hand corner of all of our computers right now, most of us have dates that correspond with that Catholic box, you yeah. know, and we'll see months like July, which come from you know Julius, and we'll see yeah. stuff from August and and from Augustine, and we'll see all, yeah. <laughs> you know, like their effect is there, embedded the, in the uh, code. This will have come out just after. Um, Valentine's Day and again it's something I regularly get in an argument Boom. because it, p- people will say to me online I don't s- celebrate just some made up date and I kind of always argue, like, I'm not saying you should but what I'm saying is you know all the dates are made up right Boom. you know it's, you know, it's tough to say it's yeah. easy to find these individual ones oh it's a, it's a made it's a, no all of them are this This. it's, it's, yeah. it's a human construct and that's yeah. you know it's got its pros and its cons but it's still as you, you said it's it's the Catholic Church in this particular yeah. instance. That- yeah, in that particular instance, and so we play along with it. Yeah. And when we play along with it, the effects, you know, for example, governments use the church when they, you know, during times of colonialism, instead of sending an army, they sent missionaries and yeah. brought stuff like schools and, and hospitals to places, you know, which made people kind of dependent on these experiences. And then, yeah. and you see this happening in Uganda now where you have American evangelists go in there building schools and hospitals and then making relationships with the government and and then making the governments respond to their like social experiments. So they start bringing anti-gay laws, anti-gay laws they, that they couldn't necessarily pass at home. Yeah, yeah. But because of their power now in this country yeah. like Uganda, they can get, you know, presidents to pass these laws making, you know, whatever. It's, yeah. You know, anti-gay laws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, but, it's, but it's modern day colonialism. And, and, and yeah. it's that weird thing. It's, it's one of the... the the dangers of of um of of the whole charitable or or dependency on charity and charity i think in its core is a great thing but in many ways in the way it's in our current society is a very dangerous thing because it it encourages dependency on it it's 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 what we do in the western world when there's a war like well, even I not charity we'll, we'll think... go out there and 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 overthrow a government mm-hmm. show them what to do and then we'll We'll walk away and go right. You, you know we've done our bit, but because we've got them to that point, depending on us, they've then not built up the experience of how to deal with being at that point right, and so, so on and so, so forth. So I mean, I guess you're responding to the idea of like like America's relationship to Israel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And it's just mm. all these things of going and, and getting involved and then walking away, but just forcing that that dependency. And it's a it's 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 an interesting one because it's what also happened in the financial crisis you know mm-hmm. and, and 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 back on america like well, tri- because, china I mean, and things like that it's like right now let's make you dependent on, on us because the world is based on that like yeah. you know like the root of this world is not some patriarchal equation like you said that is a construct but charity is there beyond the patriarchal equation yeah. a, a mother you know you know uh, has charity with her child and so we're raised with a sense of charity of being yeah, given 100%. something you know and having something shared with us that we become dependent on and grow with and through love and human compassion you know we're yeah. weaned from it and we learn to fend for ourselves with 
with time. You know, it's a part of the evolutionary development of, of any individual or collective group. Um, so, so that I'm not certain that, that there are, of course, forms of charity that it's only when it's maliciously done. It's when the intent is not sincere, when there are ulterior 100%. motives. 100%. Yeah, it's it's exactly. when charities, it's, yeah. it's the point where some charities, it's, it's become a business as much as anything. Well, yeah. And charities are competing against each other. That's why I call the church a startup. That's why yeah. I call the church a startup because, yeah. I mean, we're, ta- we're not talking about God. We're not talking yeah. about Jesus. We're talking about groups of men realizing that they could use this idea of God and let's say the you know the this idea of Jesus to in to impose a code yeah. to impose yeah. a code in order to control let's say uh women mm-hmm. first yeah yeah <laughs> and 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 societal discipline yeah. you know what i'm saying or power you know but there's very specific things in mind it's like a woman must a woman must you, a man can this you know property women un, as property all this stuff i mean these are age old equations that if we don't break away from then it's going to be hard to like talk about intersectionality with you know in regards to like you know where feminism and 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 society and and equal pay and and religion and all of these things like i'm pointing to this thing as a browser that we go through that implanted this seed that that was used against us um yeah the church yeah the church devoid of of god yeah yeah completely i mean let's look at at the development then or looking forward in in technology i said (laughs) technology has come along and developed because of the exploit exploitation of 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 societies and 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 countries that are are worse off or that we can go out there and exploit in the western world but it's now got to the point where technology is becoming that bit more affordable and worldwide and global and therefore potentially could be the gradual solution to things like that and we see a lot of countries have said with twitter or whatever where there's a new media there's there's blocks on media but it's now got to the point where the people can talk to the world themselves exactly exactly and that's and that's the 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 thing that balances the equation and the thing that's interesting about this modern technology it's interesting to know that you know for example the continent of africa is a continent with the largest number of people connected to the web or that it's the only continent where the majority of the population is under the age of 25 you you think of statistics like that and you go oh okay that's the future you think of you know where you know these these things like e-waste camps exist and and people are like going you know and starting to like strip these things and rebuild and and out of this waste and create like satellites and 3d printers and places where they can actually use like i read recently about you know someone being able to build a 3d printer um near these uh these mining camps in Sierra Leone where people, you know, where rebels had chopped off the the hands and arms of miners in order to punish the the foreign corporations that hired them to work for them. Right. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, so you yeah, have yeah, these, yeah, yeah. these camps where, where in villages... Essentially people, sabotaging their tools. Exactly, their tools just exactly, happen to be humans. Who, exactly. So it's villages of amputees and th- where then people are are building out of found objects 3D printers and 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 selling all of a sudden $30 or $20 prosthetic arms and hands yeah. that that are like robotic yeah. and they work because they're 3D printed and we found a way to use the technology to serve yeah. us and to not place that high price tag on this thing that could be readily available for many it's a beautiful th- 
thing is it starts to slip through the hands of those who were originally trying to control the world with it, essentially. As it starts to get in the the hands of the regular people, that's the exciting thing. I think... um, The prosthetic robot hands of the regular people. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. They're they're ironically going to end up being able to have the internet in their prosthetic robot arm. And they're, you know, it's ahead. You know, jumping across a bit, but 2015 and probably 2014 as well will... I feel kind of f- stand out as being looked upon um, in America as 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 some dark times for Black America, some some real heavy, <laughs> some some horrendous stuff going on. But equally, it's also the time where technology has allowed those stories to be told. Well, Do you know what I mean? These aren't well, that's, necessarily well, well. That's what makes it the times that you're that you're expressing. I yeah. mean, those things have been going on for as long as I've been alive and yeah. at the same rate, at the same exact rate the entire but, time. The but now everyone's carrying a camera. Yeah, everyone's exactly. Carrying, you That's know. the thing is that we have these cameras. We know how and where to point them and we yeah. have a means of sharing them. Yeah. And that changes a lot. Yeah. At least on the surface, and it allows us to 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 spark and instigate greater and greater dialogue, and to force the hand of change, perhaps at a quicker rate. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's what's going on. So it just brings us back to technology because that is analog. You know, a policeman kicking like some dude's ass in Baltimore, yeah. and him dead. That that's like analog murder. Yeah. It's been going yeah, on yeah, yeah, for yeah. a long fucking time. And and even it's you know it's it's a tough one to try and engage in debate on online, particularly as a white male, to try and um, just the, the fact that even though there's a case, there's there's great tragedies and, 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 and horrendous things going on, there's cases being thrown out of court that should have police being charged and so on and so forth. The fact is three, four years ago, that case would have happened and there wouldn't have been outrage about it. So it's certainly not at the, say, at the, at the corrected well, point yet, but it's building, it's getting that attention. So the hope is... Well, the outrage. Well, on one hand, the outrage has already been there. I mean, I grew up going to the same protests. I grew up, you know, outside on the state capitol steps with my parents marching. Like, actually, like the outrage was there. It's it's not the outrage that that's new or that or that wouldn't be there. It's it's the other side. It's the judge now who has access to more than like the prosecuting attorney's ideas and can actually look for themselves and and study statistics and go, holy crap. Yeah. Maybe these guys are right. Maybe there is some connect. I mean, and also they're not allowed to hide. Because it's not even that oftentimes. Like, they're not allowed to hide anymore their connection to the sheriff's office and all of these things. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, like, this forced hand of transparency is reveal- revealing the cracks in the system and and the, the structural and systemic, you know, powers that are angled against social change. Like, these guys are being revealed. You know, oftentimes we stand on the shoulders of our ancestors and oftentimes we stand on their necks. And, yeah. the, and the problem is that, you know, there's also a lot of just, like, fucked up shit in the system and in our systems, you yeah. know. I, and we all, we all all have that circulate circulating around us. Of I mean, course. even when we identify or self-identify as black, white, this, that, and the other. So we start to yeah. use their slogans to define yeah. us only because we've agreed upon this term and allowed ourselves to be slotted under this banner, which is oftentimes, most times, all times, much less than what we are as humans, as yeah. beings of breath and sound and wind and music and change and poetry and art 
art and all these things of expression and creation. We are so much more than a fucking color. Yeah. Come yeah. on, dude. Again, as you know as, what I'm saying, get, like you better give me a sound. Yeah, or, or, or completely. The, uh, yeah. the 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 whole fact we've talked about the evolution of technology of of, of mankind. The fact is, all of our different. And all of these things that are seen as our, our, our dividers, our differences, our color, our, 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 it's all just part of we, many years ago, some ancestor of mine moved from Africa and lived somewhere here where it was, you know, important to have lighter or fairer skin or, or I'm, right. I'm, 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 I'm hairier. Do you know, th- the things like it's all, all evolutionary stuff and survival yeah. stuff, yet we all come from that same. Yeah, that yeah, same yeah, yeah. and even beyond that, I mean, we're, you know, we're playing these gendered norms or ideas of classifying ourselves as men and what that means and, and as women and what that means. And, you know, all of these things are are things that we're born into that we can or cannot find the courage to question within our lifetimes. In some ways, it's overpowering. In some ways, it's like, what's the use of questioning stuff like that? That's normal. That's common sense. And in other ways, you start to realize why, you know, there's so many young people, for example, talking about the need to, like, break through and away from the binary. Yeah. You know, you start to realize that it's not all black and white, that it's not all male and female, that there's other aspects and ways of seeing the world that are perhaps more evolved and 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 allow a more integral perspective of the entire equation that we are living through. Yeah. You know, and so it's a lot to grasp. But but aren't we all? Yeah, completely. I mean, yeah. it's, 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 it's on, uh, the, 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 there's, I find an easy example of it in, 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 in ancient Greek history. It's generally perceived that homosexuality was accepted and embraced in ancient Greece. Okay. It wasn't. It didn't exist. There was just, there was just, you, you were essentially, there was dominant and passive. That was it. It, mm. it wasn't about what's sexual. It wasn't, oh, it's okay to be gay. It's like, gay wasn't a thing. You were, you were whoever you were attracted to, male or female, right. whoever, regardless yeah, of your sexuality. Sexuality was what came about, uh, expressed in the 1800s, yeah. like in written form or yeah. what have you. And, and before that, yeah, of course. It's not to say that these things didn't exist beforehand, but the labels that we placed on them yeah. and with the oh, labels, I mean, it wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing. Yeah, it, it was exactly. just, it was, you're attracted to, to yeah, this person. Exactly. You're not saying, oh, but that's a, that's a dude. Right. That's wrong. It's like, no, that's, I'm attracted right. to this person, this being, this entity. Right. Um, where to go next? Where to go next? I think one of the points I was, I was kind of trying to, to, to get to there on the internet and the and the new exposure to things is the power of external pressure because mm-hmm. I think in internally in communities there's always been these things going on as you said and the community will be outraged but it's far easier for a judge or police commission to kick down that community because they're going to be outraged whereas if there's someone else looking on going. What the fuck are you doing? Is that? Do you know what I mean, if it, it feels like this, this, this movement in technology makes it that bit harder, and they have, as I said, that transparency, as you pointed out, just means they have to have that, that, that greater responsibility and greater consideration, I guess, in many ways. Well, yeah, I mean, we all it gives us all a lot more work to do. Yeah, um, awareness. Awareness makes you kind of responsible for more. Now that I know this, I have to act accordingly. You know, I cannot act as if I don't have this information anymore. It's true. I probably should, 
you know, consider like what are the rules and mores of this community that I've been asked to police. And maybe I should wean myself from the ways of thinking that has me prejudging people before I actually encounter them. But how do I know that? And who's the superior or the someone that can point me in the right direction that's going to, you know, guide me in ways beyond teaching me how to point at a target? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's all of these things, challenges that we have to face in ourselves you know, that, that some people are ready for in some professions, yeah. you know, where they do have to think about how they interact with others and what that means and what have you. And others, like, there's this other effect that just power, authority, uniform, and weaponry has on the psyche, especially on a psyche that hasn't been kind of, you know, uh, marinated in this sense of, 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 of nonviolent self before it enters the question of power. Yeah. You know, because power corrupts. I mean, like, it's funny to think of, like, you talk about blacks in America and this idea of, like, police brutality and the reality of police brutality. But, you know, it's also very true that we go to, uh, you know, Congo, Burundi, Haiti, there's tons of places where the same motto, fuck the police, is alive and present and the police look just like them. In those cases, it's a question of power. It's not to say that that power structure is not formulated some, under some idea in some ways uh, in relation to colonialism and in that sense to the idea of white supremacy or what have you. But there's also the idea of corruption that predates that. Yeah. Corruption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it's there with power. And it's the, as I said, it's the, it's the divide of the, the power and the powerless or the have and the have not oh, rather, rather than like a racial divide. corrupted hard drive. You ever yeah. have a corrupted drive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And in some ways, it's just like it's just old. Yeah, it's just old. It's old, and you need it to hold on to power because your last four albums are in it. Yeah, and yeah. the stems of your albums are in it. But this thing is dying. Yeah, and better hard drives with more free space have come and gone since you know you got this thing. Yeah, and suddenly you plug it into your computer, and it's not reading it. Yeah, right. And it's moved on, yeah, yeah, And it's yeah. moved on, and you find out this thing is corrupted. It's the same thing with consciousness and awareness, you know, with, with, with dictators or people that hang on to power for too long, and this thing is lost, this thing that once connected to the whole, that once served you, no longer serves. It serves itself until it serves nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, so completely. technology, all these things are all, of course, are useful uh, analogies and, and metaphors for what goes on in life, and in many ways, simply that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting as well, uh, what you were saying there about the reaction um, of societies and, and communities when you've been pre, predestined to react in that way or pre-trained mm-hmm. to react in that way. Yeah. I think we saw a lot of that with... Um, and you live in, in, in France now, right? Is that No, I, I, I live in LA right now. But I mean, I've been bouncing around, but I yeah, lived there you've for lived four in, years. In, yeah. In, in, or yeah, you lived in France for a long time. And that, I thought it was fascinating last year that we saw some of the most horrendous terrorist attacks and again the the whole the terrorism blanket has a tendency Mm -hmm. to cover all but the reaction of the french a reaction of of unity and of Mm -hmm. peace as the majority obviously there will still be backlashes and outlash it it was kind of an amazing thing to see compared Mm -hmm. to the previous american or the previous british reactions to such things of we need a retribution we need this we need that the right. french reaction seemed to be more we need to show fuck you you've not changed us we're not going right. to rise to this you can't beat us in that way whereas 
the British and American and the, the conquerors right. and empires. Again, the French have a great history of, of revolution and of, well, of maintaining their own. Well, they have a, a great relationship to, to colonialism and a great relationship to a lot of Arabs and Africans yeah. living in France and, and, and having a right to, you know, that kingdom, so to speak, based on what was imposed on them for centuries. Um, so there's a long, you know, dialogue and relationship and Islam and all this stuff has been there for ages as yeah, a result yeah. of that. It's not as scary an yeah. and, and unknown thing. You can't you yeah. can't as easily go, well, you don't understand it, but we've got to go and bomb these people. Just right. just trust me. Do you know what right. I mean? There's, there's a, gr- a deeper understanding there, I guess. In many cases, but it doesn't mean that there aren't, again, waves of fascism yeah, and, of and, and austerity that, that hinge upon everyone. And you see that everywhere. And But yeah, it is cool to see, you know, that, that when those, uh, those fears do not win. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But of course, that's also used. I remember after 9-11, you know, Bush being on TV in the States and being like, we need to be in these stores. We need to be in these bars and, and, and in these malls and, you know, letting these terrorists know that they can't win, that we're still consuming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's any time, and it's, again, not to put the weight of it on, on America, but it does seem to be any time there's a war on a concept or or, mm. or, or or a thing that isn't a, a reality, the war on drugs, the war on terrorism, yeah. it seems to come from America and it seems to have well, that America, freedom because it's so loose a term. It's a war on terror. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what, what terror in general? Terms. Damn, well, I mean, is that internal terror? Is that external terror? That's, you can kind well, of put everything be, on the same We could be way place. clearer than that, right? Yeah, 100%. We know that, that everything that is fought there has everything to do with our dependence on oil. Yeah, and that's been for yeah. a very long time. We know how much the, oil the American military consumes. We know that even the strategic placing of, let's say, Israel, you know, is related yeah. to you know us needing to have particular allies yeah. in certain yeah. regions to mm-hmm. be able to get what we want and how we want it. Yeah, right. Yeah, and and and, and the vagueness allows that. The vagueness yeah, is a tool. Say allows it that. wasn't these people that caused this attack, but it was right. these kind of people. You know, what I mean, we need to oh. go to this kind of area because there's still, there's still, there's terror there. There's potential Come on, there's terror been, there. There's been potential terror in lots of areas. And there's been actual terror in lots yeah. of areas where there are no resources that we're interested in, and we do not intervene. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we intervene when there are resources that we are after. Yeah, you know, exactly. and and we stir the pot. And, and, and that stirring of that pot, of course, has its hand and, and many hands in, in, in ISIS and in, and in the overthrow of governments and, and in the rise of dictators and in the fall of dictators and all of these things yeah. for a very long time. And our hand has been in the Middle Eastern pot strategically, like I said, for, for, for a long, long time. And it has a lot to do with resources that we have wanted. And it's not to say that the other situations that led to that, um, you know, it's not to place any judgment or anything on that, of yeah. the, you know, the idea of, of, of what would be the proper response to a Holocaust or any of these things. When you think of the fact that Uganda was a possibility for people to go to, Poland was a possibility. Yeah. There's all these things, but I, but there's always these powers that are thinking strategically, you know, like 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 the uh, like the boundaries that were placed on 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 the continent of Africa in the Berlin Conference in 1884, which created 
all of these countries, yeah. you know, under the hand of these uh, European leaders who were all claiming, you know, their rights to what was had. So, so Belgium gets this, Germany gets this, you know, yeah. Britain gets this, uh, France gets this. And with this comes these resources. And with that comes those resources. And with that comes those resources. And, and you see what you can do with that land and turn it into what and how it will feed your people back, you know, in, in Europe and, and yeah. all this stuff. And, and, and that's colonialism, you know, in the beginning of that. And yeah. A, a, a line's drawn in the ground at the furthest point away from that ground yeah. humanly possible that yeah. are then you know the be all and end all and and and, and, and it leads to that. things and it leads to things it leads to all types of wars and genocides and 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 all types of intrusions on human rights and 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 on human evolution and on other possible streams of technology yeah you know um so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's a it, complex again, thing it's, it's, it, it, it comes back to again just man-made problems and issues as you were saying about the calendar and so on and so forth right these wars will come out over boundaries that were never actually physically there mm-hmm. you know these were decided in a room at some point if at right. that point someone had said actually you guys have this bit or you guys you yeah. know it, it, it could have been discussed over a cup of yeah. coffee you know literally yeah. that much but then 10 years 20 years 30 exactly. years 40 years, years it's, progress and new it's generations decided over are born and under over, those rules yeah. yeah and and begin to accept them yeah yeah there's a different reality that that's born of of people that when when reality as is dictated by those situations is agreed upon yeah so that in one generation wakes up you know like for example you know for my grandmother's generation even the term black would be harsh for her. She's as dark as me, but she would never refer to herself as black yeah. because for her generation, that that's harsh. Yeah. They didn't say black people. Then they said colored people yeah. or people of color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that even when she was, you know, already maybe in, getting older in the 70s and they were changing it to Afro and African-American, she was like, that, that ruffled her feathers. She was very much like of the generation that used colored and Negro. Yeah. And then colored and Negro became bad words. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the, there's all these things. It's, that, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's the fascinating thing. And again, it's been discussed over tables and in music and in comedy and in all sorts of things for so long. But the fact that there's certain sounds that we make with our throats mm-hmm. that over the years changed the level of offense and the level of power yeah. and the level of, of damage that, that they can do when they remain just n- noises that we make any of the yeah. terms that you've used there. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's, 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 it's language. It's, it's the yeah. power of language. It's the power yeah. of the construct of language and the politics of language. And there's so much that we connect to that. You know what I'm saying? Even when we get into the politics of like to label yourself as black, but also to speak in terms of like dark humor or, yeah. or the stock market crashed on black Monday and associating the idea of evil with the idea of darkness and then label people, you know, like all of yeah, these yeah, things, yeah, the subconscious effect that that may have, yeah. you know, um, all of these things play a part in in how one and, might and, embody and, and subconscious yeah. now, but coming rooted from probably very, very conscious, conscious decisions originally. Of yeah. this is black, therefore it's yeah. you know that's yeah. why these these decisions and those were things made. have clear beginnings too because yeah. it wasn't always like that. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying there was an idea when the unknown was aligned with the beautiful, with yeah. the mysterious, you know, tall, dark, and handsome, mysterious yeah. and dark, and there was all this idea of that being the idea of the sexy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so things and evolve subverts. and change. Yeah, well, can we kind of I, I rewind and change course slightly? I want to talk a bit about your 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 own upbringing and 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 growing up. You grew up 
in America in mm-hmm. in, in, in New York in that yeah I grew up in a place called Newburgh New York which is about 60 miles outside of New York City just suburbia you yeah. know um, where people uh, commute to and from New York City. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I so yeah, my dad was a pastor of a church. My mom was a school teacher. I grew up right at a time where I was able to like witness a lot of the like early uh, days of, of, I guess, that maybe second generation of hip hop really. Like yeah. I saw the, 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 the pioneers as a little, little kid, but then wow. like yeah. came of age when, you know, like, looking up to people like, I don't know, LL Cool J or something yeah, yeah, as a yeah, kid, yeah. going, wow, you know? Beastie Boys, wow. De La So, wow. Yeah. You know, all this stuff. But being in New York and witnessing this thing being born. And uh, and then moving on and becoming enthralled by things, you know, the global response to that. Yeah. You know, so then encountering hip-hop from Cuba or from France, you know, La Haine or NTM, or encountering trip-hop or drum and bass from here and going, oh, wow, look at these yeah. connections. And, you know, all, all of these, uh, I say, from, yeah, you know, like all of these musical movements um, electronically spoke to me as a kid. But, yeah, I grew up in New York. And one of the things there kind of, being um, or falling in in love with genres or styles or areas that in themselves are quite new and quite grown and developing is the excitement that then quite quickly it's a realistic possibility to be part of that and to be yeah. in that and to be I know early on you kind of you you got to to geek with people like Della Soul and uh, yeah. I don't know how quickly in your career but still it's it, it, yeah uh, relatively that's going to be yeah. quite a quick thing from going that was a, quick, a, a look at yeah. these guys to going. Oh, look at these guys <laughs> like yeah. standing next to these yeah. guys and being part of that. So how was that? That must have been a huge motivation. And even on, 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 on spoken word as well, it's always been that kind of scene that you can be hearing Howl for the first time right. or hearing Ginsberg and then in a, re- a relatively short amount of time be sharing a stage with people well, like Ginsberg and that. stuff like that. It's, it's not, you know, it's not really because of my skills, let's say as a rapper, arguably that, that brought me, you know, to connect with people like, let's say, Dela or some people from Wu-Tang or whatever um, when I was coming up. It's because I was aligned with the number of poets in a scene. And yeah. Because as a poet, even though my background had been quietly as a rapper and I was, you know, looking to evolve my writing style and all this stuff, um, because I was classified as a poet alongside rappers, I was not seen as competition to these rappers. They did not see me as competition and thus would befriend me and say, yo, what you're doing is really cool. I think it's really fresh because it was kind of refreshing for them to, to encounter someone who had a similar love of language and who obviously came from and through hip hop, but was not trying to be on some like, yo, you never rap like me. So check me out. You know, like I was never trying to battle in those regards. It's a great distinction. I did, that but, I've, but earlier. Yeah, yeah, it's a great distinction that of not having that fear, but yeah, you you knowing that you had that history, whether yeah. it be from experience, as you yeah. said, or just from the passion of rap yeah. and um, finding yourself in another area, it kind of yeah, as you said, it allows you in that back door. Yeah. I'm, I'm finding it a, a little at the moment, and again, it's a, it's another thing that you a journey that that you've been into um, in in going into acting a bit at the moment. It's that weird thing of. I'm getting embraced far higher than I necessarily would if I was another competition actor, jobbing actor. But because I'm a yeah. musician, they're like, 
oh cool this well, is interesting yeah, you know really, it, 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 it has that warmth that that's maybe wouldn't be particularly weird for me you know because my background is actually in theatre and in acting and, yeah. it, and really it's all I planned on doing like I gave up rapping when I was 16 and yeah. I was really focused on acting and, and studying acting and going to like you know these purist theatre schools yeah. and, and, and that and Slam was my thesis yeah. I was in grad school for oh, wow. acting at NYU and uh, and the only part of the problem was that I was spoiled by that experience and because the door had been opened for me through, uh, you know, this extracurricular writing of, of poetry that I had, you know, started yeah. enjoying and these open mics that I had started enjoying and my first opportunities came as a result of this hobby that I had newly acquired on the side. It's often the way, the one that you've not got your mind overthinking or over planning is the one that can then happen that bit more naturally and more freely and and, and takes off. Yeah, and so before I knew it, you know, I'm I'm there studying acting, imagining that I'll graduate, get an agent and start auditioning. But during my second year, or first year, I start writing poetry, I get on the scene in New York, and, and by the beginning of the second year, I've been asked to co-write a movie, to act in a movie, to record a, an album, to to and and before I know it, to publish a book. Yeah, and it's all in the thing that I don't know. Yeah, you know, even yeah, it's in, crazy. I was asked to write Slam before I was asked to act in it. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and, like that's not the part I'm, yeah. I'm trained in and qualified in. Exactly. It's an interesting one, and and how have you found that along your career? I was talking earlier um, online with. With Jean Grey, who's, who's mm. another person who embraces so many different areas, yet yeah. always has that thing of if she'll put up something new that's this wonderful art or anything, there'll always be the first comment going, oh, oh, when's your next song yeah. coming out? Because that's the first bit that they were exposed to yeah. of her experience. How was that for you as someone who, I said, had many things in your past, but the first thing people were exposed to were you, was your spoken word or your rapping or, or whichever came through to then... For example, in 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 uh, uh, when you've you've recently had 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 a Broadway run, you know, mm-hmm. th- was that seen as was there any feeling of people saying, "Oh, you're crossing over," or was there any a negative backlash to going into literature or vice versa? When people right, are I like, "But you're a rapper or you're a musician," when's it. your next album? Well, for the Broadway thing, that was the most solidly footed step I could ever take. Right. That was what I was actually built for. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. like that mixture of theater and hip hop. Yeah. That's what I know. Yeah. You know, like and that's what per- I was prepared for. That was how, what I was trained for. So that was a homecoming, so to speak. I grew up going to Broadway performances. Like that's the world I know, yeah. you know, so well. And so that's that. But, but again, it is but true. people don't know that. And it's, no, it's no, a weird no, one because no, I, no. I, I remember the first time I heard about it, uh-huh. my interaction was, man, that's, that's weird. And then it was, as soon as I actually thought about it, I was like, it's not weird at all. It's not yeah. weird in any way. N- knowing, you know, the acting, passing, slam, and things like that, and yeah, all of this I else, like, states, it's not weird. But in your natural reaction, still is, man, I wasn't expecting that. I think in the states, I was, I was known as an actor first, so to speak. Yeah. In the sense that, like, there was slam, and there was a TV show called Girlfriends, and yeah. like, I was, I was. You know, for those that would know me, they would know me as an actor because I would encounter people after I did the show Girlfriends who would then encounter my poetry and say, I didn't know you were a real poet. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. You know, they encounter me as an actor first. Same thing after Slam, people would, you know, say that you did a great job. Do you actually write poems? I'd be like, no, I wrote that film. I write poems. Yeah. Oh, Oh, I didn't know you were a real poet. Yeah. So there was there was that, and and so it really depends. And and of course, there's a strategic sort of work 
um, on my side so that you can, you know, encounter me from any angle first. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. if, if maybe you were in a bookstore and you come across a book of poetry and so then you have some surprises for you on one side or maybe you, you're a Trent Reznor fan and you went through Nine Inch Nails and there's a yeah. host of people like that, you know, who another <laughs> crew of people will be like, wow, those kids are really late. Yeah, yeah exactly. And <laughs> you it's because yeah. it is interesting. And again, it's also starting your career in a time that was before the 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 openness of all media on the internet yeah. was a thing because my my first experience of you were like on was 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 twice the first time on right. the Zen Cups on Ninja right. Tune and things like that and it's that's like because Ninja th- Tune that's what I knew and all that stuff you know Crust and all those guys they were really ahead yeah yeah they were really ahead at that time yeah and so kids from here would encounter me like that through like oh yeah yeah it's Ninja Tune that's a guy who did stuff with DJ Crust that yeah. you know it's that stuff yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So it really depends. It really depends. But of course, you encounter people who are like, "Yo, when are you going to do another album with so and so, or when yeah. are you going to do this thing that I liked, which was the first thing I heard when I encountered you?" And there's nothing you can say or do or whatever. And you it just must, keep for, moving. For someone like yourself who goes through, has been through so many different mm-hmm. um, types of, of of areas. So even with touring, when you've, I remember, um, I was going to say I came to see you, but we actually ended up supporting you, and it was is when you were doing some a tour with when dead sea scrolls had mm-hmm. dead mc scrolls had, had yeah. come out and you were doing readings from that but again there must be so, so because you're you've got your your passions in so many areas mm-hmm. is there ever any fear of like oh are they going to g- g- get it are they going to be here for this or are they going to be here for that and not really it's all interconnected yeah. you know um I've worked to connect those dots, essentially. I mean, uh, I mean, it depends, you know, but so far, most of the stuff that I've done and have been doing is interconnected. It's not as if the poetry is extracted from the music. Of course, there's people in the audience at a music performance who are like, I wish the music was lower and I wish I could hear more of your vocals. Yeah, but that's yeah, yeah. them. I mean, yeah. like the moment I start paying too much attention to that, even if it's coming from my mother, who's like, the music was too loud. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to turn yeah. it down because my mom's in, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, and the fact is there's going to be a percentage yeah. in all crowds who are yeah. so on one side they're going to want the music louder so, on one side know, they're going to that's want great that's that's great i don't really know why people present those comments to me half yeah. the time unless yeah. they know me personally and i'm in a position to really like interact or something like that oftentimes it's just like that's great to know what you're thinking you know i, I you had on the different color pants but i don't know you i don't know what's in your closet i don't know <laughs> yeah, your yeah, life yeah, i don't yeah. know your story i you know like it it is what it is so so returning to 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 the new record as we started off talking about um it is your return to music it's your first album in in, in four or five years right yeah i mean but the main thing is really uh it's exactly what we're talking about i started working on a multimedia project Part of it is an out. Part of it happens to be an album. Well, the, but the thing is, I tried to find a way to streamline all of the things I do to fit under one heading. Yeah, you know, so that instead of you know uh, a Niggy Tardust over here and a uh, and a Dead MC Scrolls or Said the Shotgun to the Head over there and yeah. this TV show over there, I have this thing that encapsulates all of these loves. Yeah, you know, into one project yeah and so then of course you can explore several branches of the project you can you're the first thing you're given is the music yeah right yeah and so through the music you gain a glimpse of the world and you go wow this sounds like like it's it's a bit 
otherworldly. What is the? What are these sounds? What is this? What? Yeah. Where is this? You know, and then I've started working on right the the answer to that question of where this is. Yeah, and so I say, okay, well, actually, you know, this is contextualized within a story that's in a graphic novel that's going to come out, you know, about a year from now. And when that comes out, there's another album that's like really the other half of what you've just. You know, yeah. been able to listen to, and 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 there's that, and 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 from there, it's like you know, it it, it can continue as long as you take it. Like right now, I'm um uh, I'm looking at um um directing my first film surrounding yes yeah. this, this story. Yeah, you know? amazing. Yeah, it's 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 the beauty of 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 the of the world that we live in now that you can have that. Here's one thing. If yeah. you want to go further, you can. You can just have this on the level it is. This can yeah. just be a record, and you can can bump this record, and and that's yeah. that. It's it's kind of this this podcast. I I put it up on a, a platform called Acast, and the technology I like there is is mm. if you're listening on Acast, as we've been talking this whole time, if you're you're looking at your phone, pictures and links will, will be coming up that you can delve deeper if you want. As we mentioned, yeah. the Arab Springs. You can click and go to the wiki yeah. page. The wiki page isn't the most reliable things in the world, but still, but, yeah. it's a further. You, you can delve deeper yeah. into anything you've heard, and that's where we should be embracing technology right. and taking technology. Right. The the option to go further and exactly. deeper in on anything like that, whether exactly. it's an album that you can then go deeper into a graphic novel and, that's and hear the backstory. Been the case too, I mean, you know, there's some people you know who go on and on about, let's say, Alexander Hodorowsky, right? And they yeah. go, "Oh my God, Holy Mountain, El Topo." And I saw yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. And then someone else is like, have you seen the graphic novels with Mobius? And be like, there's graphic novels. Like, oh, yeah, he did tons of graphic novels. Yeah. Did you know that he's reading tarot cards every Wednesday at this cafe in Paris? What, he reads tarot cards? Oh, yeah, yeah, and he does graphic novels. Did you hear that one recording he did? With, you know, like, there's yeah, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah the depth you know? can be yeah. always... And, and it's always been like that. It's always been like that. It's, and it's those artists are heroes to me, yeah. Completely. And it's beautiful that... Because, again, I think the, when it first started... I don't know. I think there's, I think we're in flux at the moment. I think there was initial, there's a lot of people who would know all that stuff and would be a bit annoyed when it started to become easy to know all that stuff. Right. There's you know, that too. There's, there's a level that of that too, going, like, and now everyone can find out. But I think we've now got to a point where people have got so comfortable and lazy with technology that they're not even particularly willing to do a Google search to find out these things. So right. I think we're kind of back in that, in that level of you can have this extended knowledge and in-depth knowledge that is kind of readily available but mm-hmm. we're programming ourselves through things like and it's a weird example but things like amazon adding a one-click purchase button right just so you don't even have to have the trouble of going to a basket Do you know right. I mean? all these right. things so it's really that, yeah. programming us to not have to go more than one click to right, find anything that we want yeah we're, because we're obviously sated. obviously if things are readily available that doesn't mean that everybody automatically is in love with the possibilities of searching yeah, and yeah. researching yeah. you know so yeah there's there's all of these different moving parts and people that you know are that are exploring and simultaneously those who are like comfortable with like yeah i don't need to know all that i'm just looking for something yeah. to laugh at yeah completely <laughs> completely i have a lot of um in the last year I've had a fair bit of insomnia and I talk to people about it a bit and it's a people connect over just shit like that. And the thing that I've learned is there's no point because, because we've all got these little plastic boxes with, or or metal boxes with the internet inside them. There's no point where you can't learn something new. Right. So if you're laying there for hours and you can't sleep or something, go and investigate something. Yeah. Go and find out who played 
the trumpet on this particular well, record this or just, just do anything just go and then at least you're you're, you're being productive with your, your exactly. lack of sleep and lack of well that's what this has all been about like I had issues with like insomnia as a kid I mean it wasn't that deep it was primarily because I didn't like to drink water and I was drinking Pepsi before I went to bed you know what I'm saying <laughs> it's not gonna help it's not gonna <laughs> you help you know what I'm saying like it was pretty simple actually now that I look at it however <laughs> um, during that time they got me falling in love with like old radio programs and like listening to like you know non-anglophone music or reading under the covers and you know yeah. reading books from cover to cover and uh and and getting into all of this stuff and really it becomes about time management someone asks how do you find the time to do this or to do this and it's just like yo there was a bus ride from here to there either i was going to sleep yeah you know bounce music in my headphones which i did for a long time or i was going to read this book yeah. I read this book while I was traveling. It's st- stunning how much it's, and again, it sounds like a stupid thing, and I feel like we we keep referencing man-made constructs, but it's stunning how many conscious hours there are in a day. Yeah. Because I'll have people hit me up all the time saying, how have you managed, you're doing this podcast and you've got this doing and this yeah. and that. And, it's like, and I'll also know, yeah, but I've also watched like, a whole series on Netflix this week. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's exactly. like, so it's like, I'm not working that hard. I'm still, you know, you yeah, know, there's exactly. just a lot of hours in the day that we kind of write off as, as you said, I'm, I'm traveling at this point. It's like, yeah, well, you're not doing, if you want to, you can fill that time. Yeah. Podcasts, books, anything else. Writing, you can take information stuff, yeah. and, uh, yeah. and that in, and it's the perfect time to do so. So we'll start to wrap up now as we're over the hour mark. Um, What's ahead Live wise in the UK, are we going to get to see you? Yeah, live soon. You're back, back in March. Here in March. Right? Yep. I'm back here in March. Um, and when I come back, it's going to be fun, is all I can say. Really. Yeah, like I've been preparing for this tour. There's a few things I'm experimenting with in terms of performance, and uh, and as I do that simultaneously, like I'm, I'm in my hotel room before and after. Uh, collaborating with the illustrator, finishing this graphic novel. Amazing. The music is evolving. The the screenplay is evolving. All of this stuff. So so yeah, just uh, you know, it's like waste management, dude. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and 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 letting the generator like charge the movement. Yeah, yeah, completely. I I love it. With with your kind of the 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 balance of balancing a lot of projects and going from again it's a great way to get things done mm. is have another project that you want to move exactly. on to and things like that. exactly do you have much time at the moment or do you have much drive or passion to listen to hip-hop at the moment is is there anything current that's that, oh, that you're liking time. i mean you're first feeling... let me just be clear to listen to music yeah to music I sorry. To all <laughs> sorts sorry, of sorry. music yeah yeah um of and course. yes i listen to a great deal of hip-hop um, and I always have. I mean, right now, um, I just moved to L.A. Um, I'm really in love with, like, the beat-making scene there. And so there's a lot of, um, you know, producers, um, some that I've known for ages, like like Daedalus or, yeah. or Nobody, yeah, some yeah, yeah. that I'm getting to know more now, like Gaslamp Killer or, you know, Monopoly or... or Lilo, who I know from from way before, and, and and of course all these people have proteges, and 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 there's rapper friends and and musician friends, and, yeah, and it's yeah. pretty artist friendly out there. But there's a big scene, as we all know, in terms of beats coming out of that place right now, hugely, yeah. hugely, and and and, yeah. and, and low end theory and all that, all, all the low end theory kind of movement and crew. But it also yeah. blows my mind that tons of the MCs. Bus that are coming driver, out of that of, driver, are, are making yeah. their own beats as well yeah. and it's like man everyone's exactly. surrounded like them there's it seems like a beautiful abundance of, exactly. of, of beats at the moment which yeah, is well a, it's the same thing here too thing. it's yeah. the same thing here but yeah i've been living in la for a few months and i've already hosted low in theory once nice, and, you know yeah. and all that stuff and and so 
I'm vibing. I think, you know, the, aside from that, I really like a lot of the, like, footwork, um, you know, production right. that's yeah, going yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's great stuff going on globally right now that they're exposed to, you know. So, yeah. like, uh, in doing remixes from Art of Loser King, for example, I'm dealing with some producers from, like, Ethiopia and, oh, from, you amazing. know, from all over the place, yeah. really, because SoundCloud friends and all this stuff are yeah. now all available. So we're connecting, you know, using the tools that we have, and it's immense. It's it's always blowing my mind that people seem to have this opinion that modern, and not just rap, just 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 modern music. Oh, it's it's all gone downhill when there's so much more available now. On, it's like, well, yeah. again, if if the stuff that you're looking at isn't to your taste, and equally, I I say this with. Um, the media as well. If, yeah. if, if you're complaining about the media, there's now so many variations so many on options, YouTube channels and, and, and online and on yeah. podcasts. It's like, if you're not happy with the, the music you're hearing, find yeah. the music that's good because there is always going to be good shit coming out There's always going to be good shit and then there's also the fact that things circulate through the art. So like, there are, there are high moments when like, actually all the dope energy is in the visual arts right now. Yeah. Have you seen this painter? Have you seen this graphic designer? Have you seen this sculptor? Oh my God. Oh my God. And other yeah. times it's like, yo... It's it's filmmaking right now, yep. you know, or it's in textiles right now. Look at this fashion designer. I know, I know you mount into this, but look at this. Look at how they're doing this. Or bookmakers, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Or it's in literature at this moment. It's in poetry. It's in fiction. It's, it, it, you know, it's in Afrofuturism. It's in science fiction. Yeah. These things move. They rotate. They, you know, there are cycles of, of, of energy yeah. that visit these art forms. And a lot of times I think we become confused because we expect this thing to stay in hip hop because we love it. Yeah. And but, but and, people forget yeah. that even within hip hop it's it's cyclical. Yeah, people exactly. say, particularly kind of late nineties, early two thousands yeah. feel like it's also braggadocious. It used yeah. to have meaning. It's like, well, if you go before Public Enemy and yeah. NW when there was meaning, it was a lot of kind of braggadocious, braggadocious bigging up your music. DJ yeah, and party music. Like, yeah. It's 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 it fine. Cycles, it's, yeah. yeah. And so it's, uh, you know, and so I actually try to follow that through the arts. Yeah. And that's kind of what inspires me to move in the directions that I do. And so, like, there is a lot of, like, hip-hop in particular that I'm into. There's a lot of MCs, you know, that I could point to from a, I don't know, a old sweatshirt to uh I don't know, to a Lady Lachure or something. Yeah. There's so many yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. like personalities and and uh, and people with bars and skills um, who bring a lot to the table and other people, you know, with, with less bars and more style yeah. to the presentation that I also enjoy. Completely. You know what I'm saying? Um and and then there's there's this movement of of like beat makers, which we yeah. didn't always have, you know, like but but that grew with time, you know, from people reaching back to Dilla or people moving forward to someone, I don't know, like Flacco or whomever and going, wow, yo, have you checked this person's beats? Yeah. You know? Completely. Yeah. For me at the moment, it, it, it seems to me that, that, that the energy and excitement, and it's going to seem like a really obvious statement, seems to be coming from the people who seem to be enjoying it the most. Yeah. And people like a, a Lady Leisha and, and, yeah. and all of these, it's like you watch it and you can go – whether you're into this sound or not, you can't yeah. deny that that person is having the time having of their the goddamn time of their life. life. And, and that's a beautiful fresh. thing to see. It yeah. sounds fresh. You listen to produce like Arca or somebody. Yeah. You're just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's just killing it now. It's is exciting. It? Yeah. It's yeah. exciting. Yeah. Well, perfect. Well, thank you very yeah. much. I'll, I'll, I'll wrap things up there. And as said, we'll have... All, all, all sorts of information on, Shout on live shows. Shout out to my man Halik Mall, uh, yeah. who appears on Martin Luther King and, and is also an amazing MC beat maker. Halik Mall, 
check him out. That's I mean, you, the, the, that's perfect because again, an, yeah. another thing that I'd have to say is you've 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 had so many great collaborators over the years, and just in small ways and in huge ways on mm-hmm. records, on tracks, on features. So it must be an exciting thing to keep having that in your life. Uh, yeah, but you know. it's also kind of normal. I mean, I don't live in a bubble and I like people and I love to meet people and I love to collaborate, yeah. you know, because I'd be foolish to think that every, you know, great idea I'm going to encounter is going to yeah. come out of my head. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's true, but so many people yeah. struggle to admit that. That's so crazy. many people struggle to realize or admit that. I think a lot of people know <laughs> it and they just don't want to share it to the public. You know, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but yeah, if you're, yeah. I've been in the studio with some people who are well known and you see, and you see how many people around are giving ideas and how freely they're giving yeah. ideas. And for someone like me who like works in, you know, a little closed space in my house, I'll be like, wow, they're kind of lucky to have so many yeah. people around to say, no, no, I like this. And yeah. you're right. It's the people at the top of their game that are comfortable to have people yeah, yeah, yeah. know that. The first film I did was with a director called, and it was last year, it was with a director called Guy Ritchie. He's, he's, he's oh, yeah. huge, in, particularly in Britain Ritchie, and, and yeah. worldwide. And just the first time on set, just seeing him kind of, yeah, we do a run for him, and him, him, him saying to me, "Does that line work? Let's let's change that a bit." What do you think? It's like this is amazing that you're yeah. that you're this guy that's and this, also, this big, yeah. and you're saying, oh, "What do you think?" I don't know if that's right. Let's let's. I had that happen to me with Nas. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, right? Nas Again. did a remix of Black Stacy, and he, and in the over the course of forty five minutes, he wrote three different versions of his verse and asked me which one I preferred and which <laughs> one I thought was best. But it's when amazing, you talk about right? a film director, you know they they surround themselves with a great DP, a great script, you know, yeah, like all yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, of course, they they get all this wonderful advice, you know, great lighting, gaffer, all this stuff, and it's like, oh my and god, it's that you're comfort, making me look good. It's that comfort to realize that yeah. it's all right. This is yeah, this you is build what you're a doing. team, you build a great team. It's what the greats like Miles and people like that great have done, bands, done for exactly. years and constantly. They've exactly. built these amazing. And Miles Davis, yeah, our record had a lot of amazing people on Hello. it. It's not just a Miles, yeah, you know, exactly. It's a great band and it's great collaboration and putting yourself in a room with other great you know beings and thinkers and creators and and seeing what comes from that you know it heightens the the idea of the experiment so this we juxtapose with the idea that we started with with the idea of like making films by committee where you have people you know bringing things to the bottom line of the bank and 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 you have a a bunch of people who are not exactly artists who are making executive decisions surrounding creative work yeah. um, in order to brand it and give it the most formulaic, you know, simplistic entry point to people's lives. And so doing these screenings to test audiences and stuff like that yeah. versus the artists who surround themselves with other, you know, and aspects was there. of greatness. And was, was there, there in that moment yeah. when it with that interaction was yeah. happening and understands why it works and why it's yeah. great rather than outside going, I don't know. Like, just trust me. Just yeah. trust me. We, they like her we, in a tighter dress. Yeah. Our yeah. audiences want her in a tighter dress. Yeah, you know, yeah. like this type of shit. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Completely. Well, yeah, thank yeah. you very much. I mean, thank I should stop. Otherwise, me. I'm just going to keep, yeah. and we'll keep right, rambling we'll, on forever. But thank you very much. And thank you. It's a pleasure uh, to be here. I look surprise, forward to catching you soon. Yeah, man. Have a good one, man. There we go. I mean, it took me at least five minutes to just not just sit there 
listening in awe of Saul's beautiful voice. Obviously, I've heard his voice loads. We've met a few times. We've chatted. We interact every now and then. But I've also been a fan of his music for a long time. Uh, he's one of the people I'd say him and Sage Francis are two of the ones who kind of inspired me to start doing what I do musically. So, yeah, it was great to talk to him. But what a, a wonderful guy. And I really enjoyed all of the back and forth. It's, 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 it's another one. It's great when you've got people who are willing to have a discussion and that sounds like a stupid statement, but there were points I said things he didn't quite agree with and he discussed his point and I discussed my point and we kind of just went back and forth with that. There was no anger or, or, or anything like that. It was discussing, here's here's my view. Well, here's mine. All right, but that actually that informs mine in this way. And this is, you know, so it's, yeah, a fascinating guy to sit down with. I can't wait to catch him when he's back over um, in March. Um Thank you all for tuning in. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scroobius Pipio, Facebook.com slash Scroobius Pip, Instagram at Scroobius Pipio, YouTube.com slash Scroobius Pip. There's loads of places you can find me. And as I said, go check out that new King Blues track, Off With Their Heads. It's angry and appropriately so. Thank you for tuning in. I keep teasing the Riker episodes. We're working on getting these toys are ready and when they're ready the episode will go up and that's all i can kind of tell you just keep your eyes open if you've got that automatic download things set up or you're checking on the regular then you'll be sorted but at some point it will go up and it'll be lovely um it might even be next week's actual episode like rather than a bonus episode but we'll see depending on when we get the limited edition the 50 scroobius pip toys handmade by the wonderful artist arika ready and to be announced with the the podcast thank you very much for tuning in i don't think i've got anything else important to say really that's probably about it um cheers guys have a good week um if you listen to this on wednesday like have a good thursday and 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 friday and weekend and just just have just 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 have a nice life all right just just enjoy yourselves you know, it's just I just I just I just want you to be happy is what I'm trying to say. See you later.